0: What's up, guys? My name is Lucas. Welcome to Just Being Real, a podcast by a pastor and his wife talking about the journey and being what God called him to be—a pastor. What's up, guys? Glad you guys are here. Hope you like this podcast. Go to subscribe. Enjoy. Well, welcome back to the bald and the beautiful. You Seriously. hate that, don't you? Don't you? <laughs> I don't you're know so why, because it's insulting to me. It's a, it's it's a means, bald, baldness is not insulting. Hey, mm-hmm. I, I know you're sitting there going, man, they just jumped right in this, didn't they? No, we want to <laughs> welcome you back to our podcast, uh, just being real, uh, a family, uh, Pastor Family Perspective. And uh, we are sitting here with some good friends of ours that, man, we've just got to know over the last what, year, year since we've been mm-hmm. here. And, um, but I will say, man, it's really good to have my wife back.
1: Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a couple weeks. Where have you been? I know, been busy. Jesus. Seeking Jesus.
0: Leads me home all by myself and the dog. <laughs> so, well, it is good to have her back, uh, with us, but, uh, hey, we are sitting, uh, in the studio and again, this is not our kitchen, um, as my wife has pointed that out many times, as we've done podcasts in our kitchen, so I always say studio, and she goes, oh, "Don't t- we're in a kitchen? What do you mean studio? Quit lying to them. We're it's a studio. I got a mic and everything, so it's a studio to me. But we're here with some good friends of ours, and uh, we just I'm going to let them introduce themselves. And we're just going to jump right into this today at this podcast. Sound
2: good?
1: Sounds good. Hey,
2: good to have you guys with us. Tell us a little bit of who you are and all that good stuff. Yeah, thanks, Rodney, for having us in. Uh, my name is Brad Williams, my wife, Beth. Um, we've uh, been in the Huntsville area, uh, Hazel Green specifically, for the past three and a half years. I'm the senior pastor at uh, First Baptist Hazel Green. And, uh, we really loving what God is allowing us to do, uh, here in, in town and uh, seeing God do some awesome things. Um, we've been married 20 years this next month, about to celebrate 20 year anniversary. So, um, we've been in ministry together for 21 years now. So Mm. we did a student ministry for about 10 years. Um, and then we've been in past pastoral ministry over 10 years now combined and, um, and so it's been exciting to see what God has done in our life. We we don't know uh, married life without ministry. It's kind of just all married together. <laughs> when we were dating and engaged, we did ministry together part-time. And and so, um, yeah, so we were at uh, in Anniston, Alabama for some time. I served as a uh, senior pastor at Greenbrier Road Baptist Church there for about— uh, just under nine years and uh, learned a lot in my first pastorate. And uh, and then we've been here, as I said, three and a half years. And so we have uh, two children. Uh, Savannah Grace is our 14-year-old and Ross Christopher is our 11-year-old and they keep us hopping. And so uh, mm-hmm. we stay pretty, pretty busy with family and ministry. Uh, we do ministry together though. So Beth, you have anything you want to add to that?
3: Constantly going on the move with our kids with mm. sports and cheer and church, and that's really all they know is ministry. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Good, good. If, if I can, uh, maybe some folks, and uh, we'll have a picture up on our uh, Facebook page um, when this uh, goes out. But if some folks were to look at you, it's like, man, you're like the giant. <laughs> She's like the little pee or something. <laughs> That's like right. You know what I mean? It's just like, I love it. I love six, it. five, and five foot. Yeah, so you yeah. get a picture wow. there. She's
3: there a wedding pictures. He was 165 pounds soaking wet at six, four. Oh, wow. my goodness. Wow. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, well, I tell you what, it's been good to be with you. I, I, I want to do a little bit of uh, uh, church humor right now at this moment because I love this. I love. Uh, for those who know our podcast, they know where we're from, who we are, and uh, we uh, we've, uh, we're from West Virginia. Uh, but we, uh, um, I've come into the church and, and into a Nazarene church, and of course Nazarenes, uh, we have our theology. And then I love the fact that we're sitting down here with some brothers from the from the Baptist uh, church. And uh, I just I hope that people when they hear that they're going. Oh, Do they like each other? Yes. I don't know why people think like that. They're just like, you can't like a Nazarene. You can't like a Baptist. So so, there's Baptists who don't like Baptists. And there's Nazarenes that probably shouldn't like Nazarenes, but it's a whole other story in itself. That's right. Uh man, it's so good to be with you guys today. Uh, I know that we have um been uh um talking off camera and all that good stuff, but uh uh, maybe what we want to do is just open up a little bit about ministry. Sure. I, I think one of the things that intrig- intrigued me, Brad, with you was is that, uh, of course, we're friends on Facebook, mm-hmm. and uh, there was a, there was a post that that you had put on there, um, and and boy, I saw your heart, mm-hmm. and my heart was my heart skipped a beat or two mm-hmm. on that post, and uh, and it's about ministry, and it's about the somewhat uh unseen cruelty. I don't know if that's the word you wanna say. Mm-hmm. Uh it's brutality. The the scenes,
1: yeah. Things that happen sometimes behind the scenes that yeah. people don't realize yeah. happens.
0: Exactly. And so uh I, I don't know how much you'd like to share on that, but boy, I thought it would be a great topic.
2: Maybe we talk about it a little bit here today. Sure. Yeah, you know, ministry uh I've learned is messy. Um mm-hmm. you know, and it's messy in different ways. Sometimes it's messy because we're dealing with you know, with lost people who who don't know the gospel, uh, and so you expect lost people to act like lost people, right? I mm-hmm. mean, that's that's how you kind of you kind of gear yourself up for it. But over the time in ministry, I realized that ministry is also messy because we deal with people who are followers of Christ who are saved but yet sin. And they make mm-hmm. bad decisions, and yeah. and as a result, those consequences affect um, they affect people and they yeah. they hurt people yeah. and. And so we in call the, that saved and crankedified <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, those are saved and Yeah, gotcha. <laughs> <Yes, laughs> that's right. And so my, you know, I went to seminary in New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary and through some of my acquaintances there, you know, I've, I've seen, we've been blessed. I'll, I'll say that. You know, we've been in church after church that's loved us and supported us. That doesn't mean we haven't had our share of ugly, but we, in the long run, we've not had any messy breakups. Let's put it that way. Yeah. But I've had some friends that have definitely had some messy breakups. You mentioned uh, Facebook, and one of my friends been a pastor of a real small church, and uh, it just it just ended very very badly with no grace. You know, just mm-hmm. just a lot of ugliness. And um, you know, someone that has been called and set apart to do the work of the ministry. You know, the scripture tells us in First Timothy five, I believe it is, that a an elder is, uh, worth, is worthy of double honor, you know, the who, mm-hmm. who who serves well to the preaching and teaching of God's Word. And, you know, it It really hurts when you pour yourself and your whole life out there, your family's life out there, and then you receive um, the ugly side, you see the ugly side or receive the ugly side of ministry. Yes. And so here I had a friend that was cut off and said, you, you know, nothing unethical, nothing immoral that he had done, just... Just differences, nothing theologically wrong. Right. Uh, just they got to a point where they didn't want him and wanted someone else, and cut him off with no pay, and sent him on his merry way to try to figure it out, and uh, called him some very ugly names and some anonymous emails, and um, you know, just 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 really really nasty stuff yeah. that makes you hurt for someone who, because because we know you guys are in this. Yeah. I mean. Let's be real. Uh, that's what this is called, right? Yep. Uh, yep. We've 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 experienced those negative things that hurt. Yeah, you no. Know, there was a book, book that I'm reading right now called Replenish, and our staff's going through this. And this week, it said um, for a minister, a lot of times our um, it, the encouraging things that people tell us are written in pencil in our life, and the crit- criticisms that we receive are written mm. in wet cement. Mm. Yeah, you know, yeah. we take those. Yeah. harshly, you yep, know, yep. and they stay with us. And man, I'll, I don't know if Beth wants to speak to this, but you know, sometimes we as men and called in ministry, we just kind of like tighten our belts and say, okay, we'll, we'll put on the full armor of God. We're going through this. We'll fight it. But right. we go home and our wives hear these stories and it just ruins them. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you want to kind of say about that?
3: Yeah. You know, I think that, um, as a wife and as a mother, you know, you can say whatever you want to about me, but when you start talking about my husband or my children, absolutely, you know, that's, that's when it really gets to me. Mama so, bear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard when you hear these things and yet you see how hard he works and how devoted he is and the nights that he spends up till two and three in the morning worrying about and praying for people in need and, and wrestling through the stress of the decisions that he has to make that's going to benefit the church and what the outcome is going to be. And, you mm-hmm. know, just the going back and forth of the heaviness and the weight that he's dealing with. Um, and all the good things that he does can be just taken away by one negative response mm-hmm. from someone who may or may not yep. have that intention.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And I know that... Um, you know, when when I read that post that you put out there, for me, um, uh, a little bit of PTSD, yeah, really, no doubt. Um, you know, and, and it's one of those things that you know, um, I, I believe that the Lord has delivered me from those experiences that I've 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 gone through, and I, I think the PTSD aspect really just kind of causes me to even sink deeper into prayer mm-hmm. for that situation, prayer for that person. And, and, and I, just, I think what, what bugs me uh, the most is uh, assumption and preconceived ideas, meaning that there are people that assume certain things without even digging into or trying to find out about you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, had, I had this lady light us up on Facebook, right? I've never met the lady. She has talked like she knew me. I mean, like she knew. I mean, she was just laying out all kind of dirty laundry about me and stuff. And I was like, I looked at my wife and I said, "Have we met her?" And she's like, "Nope, never, never been to the church." And I was like, "I didn't think so," because everything she was saying, you know, was just not right. And so when you start hearing those things, and I, my heart just ached for that 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 pastor because uh, I've been there. I've had certain things said to me or about me, and and uh, just was not true. And, sure. and, and, man, here's the other thing, too. In a lot of those circumstances, the Lord has always just brought Psalms 4610 back to me.
2: Mm.
0: It's always the first part. Be still. Yeah. I'm like, no, I don't want to. I want to say something. Yeah. And he's like, be still. And, uh, man, the Lord revealed that um, to us in a real way and experience back uh, years ago.
1: And what's so neat about it too is, we were obedient. Yeah. And which is hard to be mm, still yeah. in the midst of a storm, and we even had people say, like, want us to say something. I stood, sure. stood up in a meeting.
0: Stood up in a meeting. He was we like, we
1: didn't. Why isn't he saying anything? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so pointing
0: his finger over at it, me. Why isn't he saying anything? I'm, I remember looking at my wife going. You done? Yeah. Goes, I'm done. Well, we got them left. It was our, we were resigning at <laughs> yeah, start, right, that right. night. Right. I,
1: I think sometimes people forget that you're a shepherd of a flock. Yeah. You're, and your gifts and talents may not be CEO, mm-hmm. but you're also the CEO. Sure. Sometimes you're the treasurer, or if not the treasurer, you are the financial guide And maybe that's not your Mm -hmm. gifts and talents, Mm -hmm. you know, and then there's also the contractor contractor, or the janitor or the counselor or the plumber. Yeah,
2: sure. (laughs) Yeah, the electrician. And they only teach you about a small part of those in seminary, right. you know, and the rest yeah. of it is done by trial by fire. Oh, right. You know, you, you jump in and you're like, okay, I've either got to sink or swim. Yeah. You yep. know, and then, and while you're doing that, yep. you're seeking the Lord and right. then you exactly. get criticisms for it. Yeah. You know, we're getting criticism right now. Obviously, uh, probably all leaders are getting criticized through this pandemic. Okay. Uh, you know, and our church has been really wonderful in a whole lot of ways, but you still hear those snide remarks, Yep. you know, Hey, if you're not making people wear a mask then I'm not coming, but or if you right the opposite of that, you know, yeah. I mean, you know, you're making it, them wear a mask, if you're making I'm them wear masks, coming. then I'm not coming, and right. you're stuck in the middle of all that, and you see the Facebook drama, and man, you wear that. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know, I don't know the way not to, because I'm geared. Like you called us shepherds, and I think that is a beautiful term for what we do what shepherd doesn't care about his sheep, right? You know, yep. what, what shepherd yep. doesn't want to protect and co- uh, cuddle, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, his sheep and take yep. care of them and make mm-hmm. sure you meet their needs. Mm-hmm. So sometimes we find ourselves stuck in the middle of that of mm-hmm. going, okay, I've got these sheep that want this and these sheep that want this. Ultimately we know we got to stay centered on what God wants and, and right. the wisdom that he gives stay to us, focused. but also make sure we pacify in some ways. And I hate to use that word, but, we do want to care for the sheep. You know, yep. we want to, we want to yep. hear, hear, at least hear them. Right. You know, we want to know what they feel like their needs well, are. And sheep are dumb animals. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I love I the agree. fact that God calls us sheep, his sheep because yes. he knows <laughs> us well. We're dumb yep. animals. Sometimes we, we ask for something that we really don't even need. Yeah. Right. You know, we don't know that we don't need it, but, but, but yeah. that's what we're asking for. I
0: love the shepherd aspect too. And I, I kind of sometimes or synonymously put in uh parenting with shepherding because when, when when you think about, like, just an example you were saying, um, that there are some out there that are, they're, they're, we call them babes in Christ, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so what do you, do you make a baby who's who's nine months old, do you say to them, hey, suck it up and go make some dinner? You know, <laughs> yeah. you're going to take care of them. You're going to nurture right. them. You're going to take care of that and, and help them to grow and mature and all that. And so, yeah, you're trying to do all of that stuff. And I, I think I told my church this. Um, and, and I say, I, I, well, two things. Number one is that I, I really wish there would be more attempt to learn the heart of the pastor mm-hmm. yeah. by the people. I really wish they would just, you know what, give grace. And that's the second thing. It's extend grace. Yeah. Cause I tell my people all the time, look, I will never intentionally let you down. Sure. But I will let you down. Absolutely. There's wow. going to be a point in time I'm going to do it. I will not do it intentionally, but I'm going to let you down. Sure. Yeah. So, that's um, I appreciate you sharing that story yeah. with us on, in regards to that pastor. And um,
1: if I got add one more thing. Yeah. You know, I just feel like too that you know the pastor. I don't know how you guys feel. We were just talking about this a little bit ago. Um, every church that we've ever went to, and I think you know we've been to like five now, but every church we've ever went to, God's given us. A love, absolutely, for those people. I mean, you don't know them from Adam, Mm-mm. but you walk in and you're going, man, yeah. my heart is like so full of love. It's like it's like that firstborn or that secondborn or whatever your children. Where'd that love come from? Then, then you get That's you go to we're, grandparenting. Where did like, no, that problem, come man. from? <laughs> I didn't even give birth to you that. Know, but, yeah. oh, holy cow, that's yeah. a whole new level. Yeah. So yeah. you know, God just kind of fills. He gives you more love, more love. And if they could, if people could see that, man, we are here by God's calling, and he's placed us here for a reason. Yeah. There's, it's not just by happenstance that, you know, you got picked. Yeah. You know, you're here for a reason. This is your ordained moment in time and this season. You know, you're here during this pandemic for a reason, yeah. you know, and we don't want to miss that that
0: true. reason mm-hmm. so. true wish you didn't think so high of us though sometimes. <laughs> but anyway um, so let me ask you this um, you know one of the things we, we've uh, talked about before uh, we got on here was about being real mm-hmm. do you guys because this is one of the things that's said to us and has been said to us and it kind of spawned the idea of this podcast really is that we've had people say to us all the time man you're just, you're just real yeah. And I don't know, are they insulting the previous pastors? That's what I'm worried about, you know? <laughs> yeah. uh, or are they, you know, in the compliment towards us? Or is it just, just they've never experienced something like that? So we hear it almost, almost everywhere we've gone. Somebody has come up and said to us, I mean, you guys are just real. Yeah. And we're looking at, we walk away from each other going, what does that mean? Yeah. Because we're just, we're just kind of being us. Sure. You know what I mean? Um, so we started thinking about that, praying about it. It was like, do you think other pastors are real? Do, mm-hmm. you, do they have a hard time being real? Yeah. And then we started thinking about some of the, our friends in ministry, our peers, and some of those who have gone before us, you know, and, and we've watched them, um, you know, exit out and retire and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And and you almost saw a totally different person when they retired yeah. mm-hmm. than they were when they were in ministry, yeah. you know.
2: Um, do you guys find it hard to be real? Uh, yes and no. Um you know, it's it's hard to build relationships with people within your fellowship of faith mm-hmm. that you can honestly be completely real with. Yeah. Because in the back of your mind, you deal with some of that PTSD. Like, can I really trust this person? I feel like I can, but can I really? Right. Um, but we are real people. I mean, we we we. I think we do a really good job of being real, as real as we can be. I guess you know. Mm-hmm. When you say like, you know. People are looking up to you. I, I think maybe where the struggle comes for a lot of people when they they call us that too, they'll say, oh, you're just real people. Yeah. had a family visiting our church and they're like, we knew you were real when you were filming on Wednesday night and the pandemic looked like, you're, you know, you guys were just in shorts and t-shirts. Like it just <laughs> felt really and you're in your living room and it didn't, you know, you weren't fixed up and all that. And yeah. and so we get we get that a lot too. But what I find is I think there's a lot of, there, there are some people that are not comfortable with their pastor being real. Yep. they want them to be on a platform. Uh, here, here, here. They want to be able to look up and go, "Oh, this is the guy that does no wrong, is perfect, and has everything together in his yep. life." Yep. Um, but then there's other people that are attracted to the real. You know, like, yes. "Hey, you're just you're one of me."
0: Do and you find I, it? It's it's the younger generation though. Yeah, mm-hmm. the sure. younger generation has had that kind of like, "You're you the the three piece suit, the, suit, the yeah. tie, the and if like I I came in here." I don't wear suits. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that, no. but I don't wear suits. And I'll never forget. Somebody came up to me one time and they said, so your, your dress offends. This is a, a, this is somebody I'll just say. Sure. And this person said, your dress offends me. Yeah. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, did you not watch any of the sermons I, <laughs> I've done in the past on sure. videos from my previous church? Sure. You you sure. you knew what you were getting. I mean, sure. It was like you know. Sure. No, so, we're in
1: the south. We're not used to. Yeah. South. We're from the south's north. Sure. A little different too. Sure. Sure. It is. So, it yeah. is. So, in one but, of
3: our previous churches, Brad had somebody come and ask him if he needed to borrow his tie. Yeah. I can believe. Hey, it was
0: that. can I tell you, my dad, <laughs> my stepdad, he, he he would come and hear me preach. Right. He goes, "Where's your tie? I said, Dad, you weren't even raised in church. What are you doing?
1: (laughs) Stop this.
2: Yeah, the the story she's telling is about my second Sunday um, at my first pastorate, and it was Sunday evening. All I did was take my tie off. I was still wearing my slacks, my suit bottoms, and my suit top. All I did was remove my tie. I walk in the first thing. The guy goes, Preacher, you need to borrow my tie? And I was like, No, sir, I don't. And kept walking, you know? (laughs) I mean, so, yeah, but... But being real, I think it's important to be real. I think that's what the lost world is looking for. I agree. You know, I, I think they're looking for something that that re- resonates with them that they can, uh, a pastor and his wife or ministers or, or church people that are just, mm-hmm. you know, The church is a place, whether we want to admit it or not, of imperfect people. Yes, it is. And the image that has been displayed, at least in the South, for a long, long time has been, oh, they've got it all together if they're at church. I've got to dress the right way. I've got to do all these right things if I'm going to fit in there. And I don't want to do that because that's not who I am, so I'm not going to that church or I'm not going to church, period. Right. Um, And so I I think that that's what the lost world is looking for is people who are real, people Mm -hmm. who... Who are making a difference in the community by yeah. how they how they live their life? Authentic, know? yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. I think people are looking yep. for authenticity.
2: But being real is tough in ministry. Um, I don't know if you guys ever refer to this as this, but I've heard several other pastors, and we definitely have experienced this. We'll say we live in a glass house. Mm-hmm. You know, there's. It's really hard. Um, it's really hard to be real in a glass house because mm-hmm. that shows you're good, you're bad, and you're ugly. It shows when you're mad or when you're happy or yep. when you're sad, and um, you know I, I find that what a lot of people don't understand about ministers and ministry is they can't relate to that because their job's not that way. They punch a clock or they have a, they have one boss that they go work for yep. and they, they leave their job and they go about their normal routine where we, uh, I don't know how it works in the Nazarene church, but in the Baptist church, we, we feel like we work for everybody in the church. You know, they yeah. give, they contribute, they yeah. vote to call us there. And yeah. we feel honestly feel like we're employed by on, we average, you know, pre pre COVID like three fifty, So we are employed by like 350, 350 people every week. And yeah. so you have all these different opinions about what you ought to be doing and you live in this glass house and everybody sees it. And so you constantly are asking yourself, okay, what is this going to be perceived like mm-hmm. if the pastor does this? Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me give you some examples of that. Should I, you know, If I buy this kind of car or this model car and I drive it home and drive it to church for the first Sunday, what comments am I going to get based upon buying it? Before I buy the car, I ask myself that question. Now, I shouldn't, right? I shouldn't have to do that. Exactly. But I do. Yep. When I book a vacation, I'll... I'll book a vacation and I find myself going back when I tell people who it's like, oh, where are you going on vacation? I'll say, "Well, we're going on a, you know, 7-night trip to the Mayan, you know, Riviera or whatever yeah. in Mexico. But I got and, it on sale." And then I'll say, <laughs> but,
1: I, "But I got it but I got a
2: good deal on it." Yes. Right. You know, cuz I feel like I've got to right. follow it with that. Yeah. Cuz I live in a glass house yep. and there might be people who think, "Well, that preacher just does this for money." Mm-hmm. You know, or he we're paying him too much if he can do that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. And you live in this glass house. I mean, yeah. We've, we've uh, seen hard. the bad side of that, and it's tough. And when you rethink every one of those things in your life, every decision, it adds stress. Uh, the number that I read this week um, in 2019, ministers are leaving the ministry at a rate of about 1,700 people per month yeah. in the United States of America. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is is the stress. And the you know the glass house mentality of everybody you yep. know pulling on you every yep. direction well, and, and
1: this pandemic hasn't helped no at all I mean it's I you don't have anyone to call sure. and say okay so when you went through this because um, everybody's, nobody nobody's gone, has through has gone through this no you're exactly all right it together right yeah. now you're
2: exactly right yeah so. yeah that
0: that's that's interesting and and and. Man, it is a struggle, and and I can relate uh, to, to a story where we came back from a two week vacation, and and somebody walks up to you and they'll say, "Well, it must be nice," mm. and and I my second language is sarcasm, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty fluent, and I said it was, and I walk away, yeah, and I'm saddened because yeah. I'm thinking, why? Well, well, I'm not supposed to. I actually, oh my goodness, this is just coming back to me. I don't know if I should share it. <laughs> oh, it's just us. Right? Okay. So I actually had somebody come up to me and and they were um man husband was on the board. And and she said, she said, Well, we just believe that the pastor should make no more than the least amount of money that the per- the person in the a person in the church makes mm. meaning that if you've got somebody who's making 60,000 and you've got a bump blah, blood blah, blah, and you got a bunch of others that are making about 20,000 the pastor should make 20,000 mm. that's what you should pay them wow and
1: I was like well we've even had people say it is my spiritual responsibility to keep you in life, keep humble you yeah. humble
0: keep you humble heard that before yeah
1: I'm like
2: and
0: oh I, my you
1: word you know what I said
2: again here's my sarcasm I said show me in scripture sure Show me the and i walk away. I'll tell oh, you, my tell you God, an interesting God. story. A former director of missions I had, his wife battled uh, cancer and ended up losing her life. And mm. um, Anyways, a year fast-forwards from there, and he pulls up to preach a revival at this church. And he pulls up in a brand-new Toyota Tundra. And he pulls in and, and pulls up and gets out, and one of the deacons of the church walked up to him and said, Must be nice to be a preacher if you can drive in something like this. And the director of missions looked at him and said, You know, it really is nice to drive in something like this. He said it was my wife's my wife's dying wish that I would go and buy for me with the insurance money a vehicle wow. that I'd always wanted. Oh my and Lord. so I'm riding in that today. And yes, sir, it is a blessing to have. Yeah. And I that thought, went, wow, I bet that humbled that guy. Yeah, he went, he went from six four to five five <laughs> you know, five. That's right. You know what I mean. And, but you yeah. don't you don't know the circumstances yeah. behind that. No, you, know, you, you don't. don't. You don't know what people again go through. Hard. And, you know, and I've wondered often when it comes to, you talk about money and all those things. And I listen, listen, if I was doing this for money, I'm a stupid guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm a pretty stupid guy. Because uh, I could do better for myself somewhere else, I'm certain. But it's a calling. But but listen, I think it's, I think if we're not careful that a lot of church people want to punish ministers for being good stewards. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, like we choose not to live in debt in our household. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. we don't owe on things other than our home. Right. So that obviously frees up cash that we do take nice vacations. Yep. We do drive nicer vehicles. Um, we do those things, but it's been hard work that's got us there. Right. And all they can see is, oh, you have a nice vehicle or a nice house or a nice vacation. They don't realize that you have really discipline yourself not to blow money on other things. And yep. it's like they punish you for being what the Bible calls you to be yeah, and you're right. setting that example for yeah, people. Right. Exactly. You know, you give well, you you, you know, all those things and yep. they don't they can't see that. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, you know, one of the things you're you know that you gotta be careful when you're judging a book by its cover to not know the root of what's really deeper than what mm-hmm. you can see on the surface.
0: Yeah. Good stuff. That's yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I agree on that. So Thank you. As uh, we just move along here a little bit, I, w- I did want to ask you about, um, you know, I, I think we, we, you know, these are kind of the two points that we really, uh, as, as you've, you've already expressed how many years of ministry that you've been in, you've got experience, you've got the, 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 the scars, you've got the blessings, you've got all of those things in you. Um, I just, I guess one of the questions I would ask to, to both of you really is just, if you, you can say anything to the church, big C congregation not not your congregation um you'll say that to him in a sermon um <laughs> the, the big c church what, what would you say to them uh to help them just to connect with uh, with the, with the pastor with the pastor's family um what do you think you what, what would you say to that congregation
2: well i I do think that you have to put yourself in that seat and say, how would I want to be treated if I was sitting there? Yeah. You know, I think it's easy to say what you should do for someone else, how you should treat them. But I mean, to be honest, I think people, I had, I had this question asked to me in an interview when I, before I came here uh, to serve as pastor and they said, you know, I guess you have a lot of friends. And I was like, well, <laughs> no, I, we don't. I have a lot, I have, I'm friends with the way I phrased it was, and I don't know if this is, understandable or not, I said, I'm friends with everybody and nobody in the same breath. Yeah. I was like, I have a lot of acquaintances, but I don't have a lot of people that I can just be real with, yep. you know? And yep. and so I would say, get to know your pastor,
3: mm-hmm.
2: get to know his family, mm-hmm. love him and his family well, do kind things for them. You know, yeah. the, the, the scripture I read earlier was, or quoted earlier, was they're due double honor. You know, if they're mm-hmm. doing, if they're serving the church well and preaching and teaching and elders do double honor. Mm-hmm. So treat them that way, yeah. you know? take care of them. Uh, not just, you know, yes, financially. I mean, Mm -hmm. I've served churches. I probably can count maybe two cost of living raises I've had as serving as a pastor. I mean, like give them cost of living raises, ask them, Hey, is, is your benefits changed? Is your insurance gone up? I mean, ask them questions that they can be taken care of financially. Um, Love them well. You know, we have, we're here in October, and most churches celebrate pastor appreciation. Man, love their family well. Love them well. Celebrate them. Do it in a way that they really feel it, you know? Yeah. And we, I don't know if you guys get encouraged this month, but I mean, we celebrate ours in March uh, in our church, but man, that's, a, it's really a highlight of, of going, okay, that's when people can speak into our lives and encourage us. So, but do it year round, you know, encourage yeah. them. It don't have to be money. It don't have to be gift cards. It can just be kind words or a kind yeah. card yeah. Yeah. that says, Hey pastor, I see that you're working hard. Yeah. Let me encourage you. Mm-hmm. And then I would say filter, filter your criticisms before you before you spit them out, judge yeah. them judge them according to what the scripture says. As far as you know, is is your pastor breaking away from God's word in some way? Then you might need to be critical about that. You need to sit down one on one and wrestle with theological issues that you may have. But some things that we get criticisms over are just personal preference things, right. you yep. know. And like yep. filter that somewhere before you just go jump on him. Right. Another thing I would tell the church is. Sunday mornings is not the time to sit down with your pastor and ask him challenging questions, critical questions. I mean, I'm getting ready to rightly divide the Word of God, and I'm getting hit up five minutes before, will you announce this? Um, I didn't like the fact that you're doing this. Why did that youth pastor do this? Like, that's not the time, because my focus should be on rightly dividing the Word of truth, not... Sidetracking me or or making me mad before I get up there. Yeah, you I had, I had uh,
0: I, and here's something that happened in my <laughs> and um, I, I had a situation where uh, you know we we've gone to two services and this is all new to me. I haven't pastored a church. We've done two services and we did that because of COVID and mm-hmm. we we have this hour between right and and so. Um, what I will try to do is I will greet everybody after the 9 o'clock service, and, and then I, I – it's not that I'm going into hiding, but it's like I just kind of get away so I can kind of regroup a little bit, sure, go over is. the sermon a little bit, pray, you know, seek the Holy Spirit and make sure that, you know, oh, maybe you shouldn't say that the next time, the 11 o'clock service. <laughs> and um, so and I kind of hide so that I don't – necessarily get those kind of things, mm-hmm. you know, um, or people wanting to talk to you about something else. And you're like, I'm just, man, trying to hone in here, you know? Um, and, and I made a mistake and I looked at my computer, uh, one time mm. and, um, shouldn't have done that. So, yeah. um, cause it really, it really does. It rocks you sure, um, to some degree. And, and then you're going, that's not fair to this 11 o'clock service. Mm-mm. You know, I mean, you know, you've, God has a word for them uh, for the 11 o'clock service. And and that's not fair to them. And so, uh, so yeah, I get that. Uh, and it is, um, wow. Yeah. And don't go to my wife
2: or my kids about an issue with me, (sighs) man. You want to set me off real quick. I mean, you want to get me in the flesh really, really quick. Then go talk to my wife about the problem you have with what's going on in the church. It's not her problem. She's not employed by the church. Exactly. You know, don't, I already, I, I know you guys are a little ahead of us in life as far as raising children, but man, I don't, I don't tell my children I'm going to church during the week. I tell them I'm going to the office during the week for yep. a purpose because yep. I want Same to delineate here. the difference between office and church. Yep. Mm-hmm. Church is what we do, you know, it's a body of people mm-hmm. that we go and worship right. with on Sundays yep. and Wednesdays. Yep. And so don't don't bring my kids into this mess yep. either because yep. I they don't they don't deserve that and I'm doing everything I can to protect them. Yep from the ugliness of church. Mm-hmm. So they want to love Jesus and still right. love the church. Mm. Right. you know. And Beth, you probably have something that you might want to add to just that as part of what you would encourage the church.
3: Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing is to recognize the sacrifices that your pastor makes. Um, there have been vacations that we've had to leave with our family to come back and minister to other families. There have been... Uh, holidays, like I, one Christmas in particular, I remember um, Santa came, and then Brad had to leave to go to the hospital mm. to see yep. um, someone who was not well, mm. um, and so there there are sacrifices. The The late nights that he has to spend, he may have two or three meetings a week, and so he comes home, he eats dinner, he leaves, and he uh, doesn't get home until 930 or sometimes 11 o'clock, you know? Yeah. And, um so the work days never finished when we're on vacations even when we're supposed to be away there's emails there's phone calls there's texts there's Yeah that's why my wife won't constant. let me take my, my Well we, we usually have a rule yeah, he yeah. gets he gets to look at his phone yeah. once a year we go on our anniversary uh, out of Country, yeah. Um, just because that's the only way he can completely unwind because yep. he can't get back. I get you. Um, and so our rule is you can check your phone once a day because you need you need that healthy. You should let her time. check your phone once a day, and she'll let
0: you know if this is important yes. or not. Right. Well,
3: I I can remember one time in particular. It just came back to me. Um, we had just gotten to our hotel. We were going to fly out the next morning, and he gets a phone call of a man who was going to commit suicide. Mm. So that's how we started our vacation. Yeah. You know. He spends wow. hours on the phone that night at the that's hotel hard. with this man, and so, and and I say all that, um, you know. Sometimes I feel like a single parent, uh,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's what God's called me to do is take care of our family first, and yep. Yep. and that's okay. But mm-hmm. what I what I would tell church people is to recognize that, recognize the sacrifice that he makes, the sacrifice that our family makes. You know, he does so well at prioritizing. He unless he just absolutely has to miss a ball game or a competition, or whatever our kids are involved in. He doesn't, and mm-hmm. he, he fits that in. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are times when he may have to, and we understand that, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and we understand that for for church families. So I, I just would say, please give him grace, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. and understand the sacrifices that he makes yeah. Yeah. for that purpose. Right. Yeah, you know,
2: my wife, um, I don't know if you ever felt this way, Rodney, but for me, you know, Since my kids were small, we've always been in ministry. And for most of that time, my wife has gotten our kids ready and up and fed breakfast on Sunday morning and brought them to church by themselves. Yep, yep. I mean, I'm here, uh, exactly. I'm, I'm in the office, uh, you're getting ready to preach and getting everything together two yep. hours before everybody else gets right. here. Yep. I don't want my family to have to do that. So we don't get to ride to church together. Right. You know, if we're giving ride to lunch together after church, we, you know, right. we have to leave a car, right. you know, and I don't think that's small stuff, but I don't think people really understand that she said she's a single mom on Sunday. She really is. You yep. know, I mean, yep. people go, well, you know, I got to get the kids up and get them ready and get them to church by myself, You know. We understand. We live that, yeah. you know, yeah. or she does. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, you know. preaching to the choir here, so, folks. You know, and if you noticed that, yeah. Yeah. No yeah, sympathy here from us. Yeah,
0: we understand. Yeah. So let me ask you. So flip side then. So we we talked to the congregation. What what would you say to a pastor, just you know, to to help them, um, you know, relate to the congregation?
2: Yeah, I, you know, I think you have to um, as a as a pastor, you have to realize that there's risk Mm. in loving people, you know? I mean, yeah, there's risk in it. I mean, you, you, you break off and you love them. Well, uh, they can break your heart, man. They can do stupid. I mean, we all do, but you invest in someone, they go do stupid. They sin, you know? And you're Mm -hmm. like, man, you threw all that investment away, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, so I would, I would tell pastors, you know, there is a risk in loving your church well, loving your family well, serving in ministry. There is a risk, but the risk is worth the reward. Yeah. People are going to let you down. There is going to be hurt. There's going to be hardship. But if you love those people well, you'll be glad that you did. Yep. I just did a funeral last year for a man that I love. I hope I can get through this without you know tearing up here. But um, his name was uh, Brother Ron. And, uh, brother Ron brought me as a search team and chairman of deacons to my first pastorate, And, uh, brother Ron stood with me to be honest, when he shouldn't have stood with me <laughs> many times. Mm-hmm. And I loved brother Ron and, uh, I left the church and about three years after I had left that church as pastor this past year, I got the word that brother Ron had passed away and brother Ron had made sure that his family knew that he wanted, he wanted pastor Brad to do his funeral. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, um, uh, at the hardest funeral I've ever done. And I just use it as an example and an illustration just to say, I'm so glad that I took the risk to love Ron White well, Amen. because the reward and the blessings that I had in that relationship, he was, you know, way older than me it could have been my grandfather, mm-hmm. but the blessings that I received through that were well worth it. Amen. I would say, protect your family, you know, um, man, protect your family time. make a habit to, you know, not study, uh, at home, mm-hmm. I, I make a habit to make sure my office work's done in the office. Protect your family from that. So if I could tell the pastor something, it would be, do you know, do that. I protect my try to protect my vacation time the best I can. And so yeah. I found that if I go on vacation on Saturday and come back on Saturday, I don't get a full week of vacation because I'm already gearing back up by Friday to preach on Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So, I you know, I take my vacation time. I like to go either Sunday evening or Monday and go through the next Sunday or Monday yeah. Right. missing one Sunday. So I have time to gear back up and I can truly yeah, get that. to a spirit of rest. Right, you know, right, right. um, I would tell, you know, the, the pastor to, um, build a, build a team around him that he could, he could be completely real with, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the church, you know, talk about your needs, talk about their struggles. You know, it's, that's hard for us to do. I don't do yeah. that well, Yeah, but To look at him and say, "Hey, my stress level is right here right now, and I need you to pray for me, and I need you to help me prioritize, and I need you to help me, you know, if you hear words of someone saying stuff to to complicate the matters, then to run interference for me, right, 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 you know." And so, I I would say some of those things to the pastor, Um, but most importantly, stay devoted to the Word. You know, Mm. if you if you're If you're not called to do this, you can't. You can't survive, man. Right. God calls us, yep. but He also equips us, and I believe He equips us through His Word. And if right. we're not in the Word regularly, we're not growing in our faith. There's no way we can measure up, you know, to to be to fulfill the calling, the high calling that God's placed on our life. Yep. So, um, you know, one thing that I, I don't mind talking about, and I know we're probably running short on time here, Rodney, but the other thing is, um, it's okay to reach out for professional help. You know, I mean, I'm a pastor, I don't have marriage problems, Mm -hmm. but, but, you know, but ministry is heavy and I reach, I I have a pastoral counselor I've been seeing for maybe seven or eight years and I Mm -hmm. see him. And some other guys along with him, other pastors, we kind of do a group session once a month. And um, we call ourselves the Nutty Buddies because we all are just a little bit off. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, I just got back there from Thursday, man. It was a really wonderful time for me to be able to be real and have some support and then get some professional wisdom poured into my life. And, And those things are... Super beneficial and not taboo. I think a lot of people think those are I can't do that. No, you can do that, yep. and it, and it'll reap re, you know really reap benefits in your life. Amen yeah,
0: to that. That's yeah. Good. Yep. That's well, really hey, good. I, um, yeah. As far as we just we're kind of closing up here, but uh, I love to go to the idea of um, you know we we all we all have those every family has it, but I think sometimes. People in the congregation don't think that family that pastor families don't uh, have funny stories, and they, they probably th- sit and think, you know, <laughs> you know, well, they were reading James, and one of the kids, you know, too did or something, <laughs> and, and that's it, you know. You know and so, um, what, man? What what is that? Uh, what is that one story, man? It just you just you probably haven't shared, but you just you just you think, man, it's. Yeah, that's that's our family, man. That's who we are. That's how that's how life rolls for us, you know. What's that funny story
2: in your family's life? Oh, I don't know that we got any one specific one, but um, you know, something that came to mind just just here today was uh, my daughter. I went to my first church, um, first pastorate in two thousand seven. And so my daughter was about a little over a year old. And after a couple of years there, she was about three years old. We'd gone through vacation Bible school for the week and we built up this big competition between boys and girls. And so she'd come into Bible school. She knew what was going on. And so the boys would give money, the girls would give money. And at the end, whoever had the most money, either the children's minister, which was a lady or the pastor, me, we going to get a pie in our face, you know? And so we built it all up and, you know, they rah all riding back and forth. And my daughter's in the congregation watching, you know, I don't really know what's going on at the time. And the boys lose so i got to get a pie in my face and so i get creamed with this pie on my face and and i had no idea what was going home but i got home and my wife was like did you see savannah and i was like no she goes she was screaming. You would have thought she, she that she hysterical. was killing that they were killing you on stage. Oh she couldn't process the fact that it was all in fun. She thought yeah, they were right. being mean to me. Yeah. But we have laughed and laughed about, <laughs> you know, Savannah as a three-year-old three, three year old or so, just uh, not really getting it. But, hmm. uh, but then we also have funny conversations. It ha- this happens regularly. I don't know if you guys do this, but... You know, when you're being real in ministry and pre- preaching, especially, you you use illustrations in your family, your stories. You know? I've never done that. <laughs> oh, right.
0: And so, never. and so, never. you know,
2: we will. One one of the things that my daughter and I told this one in a sermon illustration. Now I ask for permission because right. <laughs> before younger. I do it, she's not 14, forgiveness after she's I do
1: sitting it. Yeah, so but,
2: but she was younger, and I don't know, not much younger, but she was a few years ago, and uh, she was like, uh, she was like something about illibles. I'm so many illibles. And I was like, what are you talking about? illables?" And so we just start talking and she's like, you know, illibles. I'm 112, I, I'm 112 illibles. illibles. And I was like, what in the world? And I went, pounds <laughs> she oh, thinks she didn't know and she oh was like 10 word. I don't know she should have known like it. what pounds were That's and so I shirt. told that as a sermon illustration you know and so she just you know we, we laugh at her about some of her blondisms because she is right. blonde you know? and so uh illables yeah so we have fun well,
1: I'm though. not telling my illables <laughs> <laughs> me either <laughs> Beth, oh,
0: well. how about you? Anything you just uh, want to close out with? Share with us some some humorous stories as a mom, as a with the kids, or even him. Let's just, let's just get one on oh, him. Yeah. Let's, let's just get one go. on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: He's not very funny. Oh. <laughs> um, no, I'm just yeah. kidding. No, I, I'm pretty sure his second language is sarcasm as well. Um, <laughs> he he is the king of comebacks. Oh. Um, no, I don't I don't really have anything funny. Just you know, just. Being a pastor's wife, I just want to remind pastor's wife that you have a calling too. Mm-hmm. Your calling is to support him and to love your children well, love him well, encourage him, um, and you know, just remember that, that the people that you're ministering to aren't perfect, yeah. you know, and, and you're not perfect either, and they right. need to remember that. You need to remember yeah. that about them, and just, just love people well. Yeah. You know. Amen. Good. Yeah, that's good. I think the
0: title—I've already got the title of this oh, dear. podcast. He's—it's gonna be. He's it's gonna be titles. It's gonna, gonna be, be illables. <laughs> I love
1: that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Illibles. That's good. I like it. Oh, yeah. I love it.
0: Yes. Yes. yes.
2: That is great. it to Savannah.
0: Yes. Yes. There you go, yes. there you go. Yes. <laughs> guys. Man, this has been a joy. Yeah. It really has. Yeah. Ha- having you guys over no with us, and uh, what we hope is that just uh, you know people. Uh, can just maybe, uh, like we've shared here today, start to see pastors in, in, in a little bit different light—a more human light, a sure. more, um, um, you know, a
1: compassionate, a mercy, grace. And grace light. Yeah. yeah.
2: You know, would you say? I'm
0: sorry.
1: Offer a little grace. Offer
2: a little grace, mm-hmm. exactly. And it exactly. probably helps to know that we're all in this together. We all, yeah. we all, we are, are pastors, church members. We, you know, yeah, we're, we're all in it together. We just have to give a little, you know. Yeah. Yeah, part people, of the body. Yep, that's right.
0: And we all can't
1: function without each other. That's
2: right. right. Amen to that.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, hey, listen, thank you so much for joining us uh, on this podcast. We look forward to being with you guys next time. Uh, Man, do us a favor. I know we don't kind of say this too often anymore, but we would love for you to go ahead and share this uh, with other friends and uh, folks and family members and pastor, your pastor. If your pastor is not listening to this, go ahead and send it out to him. And uh, we'd love for them to listen and, and check in. Uh, go to, go do a review on uh, iTunes and uh, Spotify and uh, I think uh, SoundCloud is where we kind yep. of send ours out to. Uh, we'd love to hear that. Go to our uh, e- email and our Facebook page. Our email address is on there. And um, we'd love to hear from you. So, uh, uh, Brad, Beth, been great having you here. And uh, uh, beautiful.
1: Yep. Baldy. <laughs> God bless you guys. Yeah, we'll see ya.
0: See you now.